Hey everybody, this is Senior Pastor Joshua B. Carson saying thank you for tuning into the CT Podcast. We hope that your time here, whether you're driving down the road or whether you're sitting at home with a journal and listening in, we hope that it's effective. Maybe it'll be inspirational, encouraging, maybe it'll be thought-provoking. Regardless of what session you're listening to, we truly pray that this is a benefit to you and to your family. God bless and enjoy the podcast. Psalm 24, verses 8, 9, and 10. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall what? Shall what? Shall what? this King of glory, the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory, Selah. I turn your attention to John, the first chapter, and I read for you one verse, John chapter one, verse 14, giving thanks to this choir and our worship team and Brother Dibble for that great word. For Brother Turner as he led us in prayer and Brother Henderson as he opens us up, I answer the question of the psalmist as answered by the choir only moments ago. The Word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is this King of glory Who is this King of glory? The psalmist asked the Lord God, mighty in battle. That's who it is. And John said, that word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Deuteronomy chapter 4 said he's both Lord and God. Deuteronomy 6, 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. James chapter 2 says, Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and they tremble. John 1, 1 said the Word was made flesh. We know that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and then it was made flesh. 1 Timothy 3 said that He was manifest among us. How many believe that He was preached unto the Gentiles, that He was received up into glory. Paul told the church at Colossae that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Who is this King of glory? His name is Jesus. He is the Lord God mighty in battle. I want you to give me a little bit more on this. I want everybody in the building to throw your hands towards heaven and I want you to call on the only saving name of Jesus Christ. Come on, if you're willing right now, I want you to begin to magnify the name of the Lord. I feel like telling somebody from the very beginning, Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and they tremble. 
Come on, somebody, from the very beginning of this message, right here and right now. If you know his name, that's enough. I said, if you know his name, that's enough. If you know his name, that's enough. Everybody in the world trying to be a king of something, but we know the king of every king. We know the king of every king. And John said, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that's what I want to preach for just a little while here tonight. And we beheld his glory. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. We, we beheld his glory. I want to go on record from the very beginning telling every person in this room, if you're a true believer, you ought to love one God scripture and love one God preaching. I think we ought to love the thought of having it as frontlets between our eyes and when we rise us up and when we walk by the way and when we lie us down. I, I think it ought to be a part of us, the fabric of our being, woven through more than our older hymnals but into the tapestry of our current state of mind and being. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. And thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. Him only shalt thou serve. I, I think it ought to be mixed in into who we are and how we speak and how we talk and how we live. I believe that we should celebrate the oneness of God. For when we sing songs about Jesus, we sing songs about the mighty God in Christ. We, we sing songs about His glory. We sing songs about His presence. When we sing songs about it's all in Him, the fullness of the Godhead, it's all in him. We are doing our best to anchor ourselves to the truth of Scripture, to get our lives opened up and allow the Word of God to be manifest and on display in our life and through what we sing and what we say and what we worship with. Who is this King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? It's a good question. It's a fair question. I would tell you, I believe it is the world's question. Who is this king of glory? And might the psalmist reply be our reply. The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. There's never been any like him. There's never been any beside him. He is significant all by himself. He was worthy of preaching in 1900. He was worthy of preaching in the year 2000. And he's worthy of preaching in 2023. Although there might be dark decay on the fabric of society, who is this king of glory? He is still the Lord of hosts and he is the king of glory. What about in the midst of all the sin and the turmoil and the distress and the destruction? 
Who is this King of glory? He is still the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. But what about all this gross darkness that is covering the earth that was prophesied by Isaiah himself in the 60th chapter? What about all of this gross darkness that seems to be overwhelming and infiltrating our school systems and our public work environments and the places where we try to shop and do business and commerce? What about with all that darkness what about even in this hour who is this king of glory and I stand with the apostles and the patriarchs of old and I speak as clearly as the psalmist did on that day when he penned these words it is still the Lord of hosts he is the king of glory and if we want him to, he will be the king of our life. He will be the king of my marriage and he will be the king of my mind. He will be the king of my coming and my going. He will be the king of my rising and my lying down. If I will allow him, he'll be the king of my house and the king of my work environment. If I allow him, he'll be the king of my friendships and the king above my enemies. If I will allow him, he will be the king that walks me onto a college campus or the king that walks me into a place of business if I will allow him even in the debauchery of a sinful state when the question seems to rise from every news anchor in the world in the midst of a season like this with Ukraine being bombed and a new strain trying to make its way into the headlines and all kinds of annihilation and assassination we have a question who is this king of glory and I would stand to this sacred desk and tell hell and everybody else that would live in the same king who always has been is still today and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth He's the one that John saw. He's the one that John preached about. He's the one that John reveled. He's the one we used to sing about. He's the one we still sing about. He's the one we used to praise. He's the one we still praise. He's the one we used to run aisles for. He's the one we still run aisles for. Who is this King of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. He was worthy and he is worthy. He was good and he is good. And regardless of what the headline says tomorrow, he'll still be good tomorrow. Well, I'm not into all that yelling that I don't care. You sit there and give me a golf clap. But if you know he's good and you know he's worthy and you know he's the king of glory. I ask you a question, oh saint of God, who is this king of glory? You ought to say he is still the Lord of hosts and I know his name, I know his name. I know his name. Come on from Deuteronomy to Isaiah. From Isaiah to Malachi. From Malachi into Matthew. From the lineage of Mary to the revelation of John. He always has been. He always will be. Who is this king of glory? 
Somebody ought to let your mouth begin to utter that name that makes hell tremble, that makes the devil shake, that makes, yeah, come on, that makes the dark places nervous, that makes the nerve, that's it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I feel it in the room right now. saw greater than we heard he said under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and we beheld Mary held him in her arms Joseph held him in his arms but we hold him in our heart we beheld his glory what did we behold his glory It was the same glory that was hard to understand in the Old Testament. It was the same glory that climbed into a fiery furnace with three Hebrew boys. It was the same glory that walked into the tabernacle in 1 Kings chapter 6. It was a glory that was so overwhelming that the priest could not minister and the king could not do destruction. It was a glory so grand and so great that it had only been echoed about. You got the Greeks and you got the Jews. The Greeks with a a, a low view of Scripture. Believing in places like Zeus and Hermes. And when John the, 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 the writer begins to say we beheld his glory. He's saying time out. This is not some superman like a Zeus or like a Hermes. This is God manifest. And unto the Jews... The Jews believed in a Messiah, but they could not accept him when he came. And their view of scripture so high that they could not believe that he could be born in Bethlehem. And even the questions would come, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That was the question. But John said, I've got news for everybody. Regardless of how you feel about it, he became flesh. And he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Let me deal with something right now, man, because I feel it in this room. We do not come in here on Sunday night because it's our tradition. And I'm okay with tradition. But we don't come in here on Sunday night because it's our tradition. We come in this place for one reason and one reason alone. The king of glory. You want to know what my prayer was for this choir? My prayer for this choir today and my prayer for this choir for live is don't let them think this is about entertaining us. You're not singing to us. John said, I don't know what you've heard, but I need the Greeks to know and I need the Jews to know the Word has become flesh and now is dwelling among us. What would we do if we could really see Him in this house? I guarantee casual Christianity would evacuate faster than a... Some of you that move so close in clouded places when people start coughing. 
I'm not really emotional. <coughs> what if we could see him? What if we could see him? The Bible says we entertain angels unaware. I know this may sound old fashioned, but I still believe that we're two or three. Brother Henderson, you barely got up here and started talking about the King of Glory. And I felt the synchronized approach of God trying to bring us to a place where we understand. If you'll gather in my name, I'll meet you in the midst of that place. If you'll get together in my name. But I want to be very clear about this. Don't clap for me, clap for him. Don't worship the choir, worship him. Don't worship the musicians, worship him. I got a question for you. Who is this king of glory? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Come on, it's why we get together on a Sunday night in the end of January. Not so we can see each other, but so that the King of Glory might move in this house and somebody might dance out of the pew and say, I don't even care if you see me. I gotta praise him. I gotta worship him. I gotta... We beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Throw your hands towards heaven and praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Don't just say it, do it. Praise God. Don't just say it, do it. Come on, where are my old dancers at? Where are my old toe tappers at? Come on, that's it, you young boys. Go ahead and leap for joy. Go ahead, Brother Fable, go ahead. Who is the King of Glory? 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 He's the Lord mighty in battle. The King of Glory. I want everybody to lift your voice and repeat after me if you're willing. And we beheld His glory. We beheld His glory. We beheld His glory. We beheld His glory. The only reason I'm making you say it is so that the atmosphere knows that we know who we are. I said it this morning and I feel to say it again. We're living in a world that is consistently mocking Christianity and we better be rag radically indifferent to the absolute annihilation of Christianity and everything that we have hold, held sacred and dear so that when they're looking at us and mocking us and making fun of us, it's one of the reasons that our praise stops. It's one of the reasons that our worship would quit. It's one of the reasons that we would think holy living ought to go out the door. I'm not going to allow some pagan... 
I'm not going to allow some pagan mindset and some ungodly, unrighteous mindset to determine who we are. The psalmist asked the question, who's the king of glory? And I know that it seemed a little bit as a rhetorical statement, but then he answers it himself. It is the Lord of hosts. But John, 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 John said we cannot leave it there. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father and dwelt among us and dwelt among us how many believes he dwelt among us and I will tell you that even even some of the most staunch theologians might be able to say he did he dwelt among us but I've got a better question for somebody in the house tonight do you think he still does Because the question for many is not whether or not he dwelt. Yes, I understand that it's argumentative in nature to many people and radical theologians are certainly the leftists among us. But I will tell you the question that's going to raise a lot more red flags is when you ask this question, does he still dwell among us? Brother Chris, I lift my voice for a thousand yeses again and again and again and again to say he still is, he still does, he's still here, he still moves. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but I'm trying to put confidence back in your spirit. You ought to be able to square your shoulders and say, I know he dwelt among us, but now he still dwells with us. He dwells. If you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to remember that he said, I've been with you, but I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in you. I know that we beheld his glory, but we behold. We got to get it from simple past tense into present tense and recognize that he's everything he's always said that he always would be. He was king. He is king. And for anybody that thinks this is dumbed down preaching, I'm going to tell you right now, you can't dumb down oneness preaching. You can't dumb down revelation preaching. If you've heard it. If you've heard it so many times that it doesn't move you anymore, then you need an old-fashioned pray-through prayer meeting because you might be twice dead and plucked up by the roots. Whenever anybody raises to the attention that Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh, it ought to do something in your dwelt among us and be seated stand it don't matter what you do he was trying to let them know he is the modern version of the old testament tabernacle you need to know that there was a tabernacle that was amongst them but he is tabernacled amongst us in the old testament the tabernacle was the center of israel's camp it was the place where the law was preserved it was that dwelling place of revelation where the sacrifices were made and where israel's worship found its center when you went to the tabernacle you found the center of worship and john said wait a minute when you see him you see the center of our worship when you see him you see the center of our sacrifice when you see him you see the very envisioned and and manifested glory of God that is on display I know I've preached it many times and for those who do not like it beg your forgiveness I will preach it many more 
It's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus. And it's all in the Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the end. Woo! It's still all about Jesus. I said it's still all about Jesus. And we beheld his glory. Turn to your neighbor and say, beheld is a verb. Beheld is a verb. I hold on to it. I'm holding on to his glory and I can't get his glory without Jesus. I said, I can't get his glory without Jesus. We beheld his glory. We clung to his glory. The Jews didn't like it. The Pharisees didn't like it. The Sadducees didn't. Since when have we thought that liking and loving and holding his, it, man, it's a newfound thing to be ostracized for. It's always been that way. Christ himself said, you'll be hated for my namesake. So what are you doing on a Sunday night? There's no sense coming back together at 6.30 for the love of God. What are you doing? It's all in It's all. I said it's all. Oh, it's the mind. See it again. I said it's all in him. The fullness. Oh, it's all. I have found this grace is all complete. He supplieth every need. Oh, while I sit and learn at Jesus' feet, I am free, yes, free. How many know that one? Oh, say it is joy unspeakable. Oh, it is joy. Remember the second verse? I have found this pleasure I once craved. It is joy and peace within. What a wondrous blessing I am saved from the awful. Oh, say it is joy. Oh, it is joy unspeakable. I promise you this. Just a couple moments in glory. We'll let you know. I'm glad I beheld his glory. Those of you that were in here this morning, you know I preached about walls. I didn't get to it because the Lord interrupted us here this morning. How dare he? But if I'd have got to the end, I'd have preached Revelation 21 about a wall. 
that's connected to a new Jerusalem. And on that wall are the 12 names of the apostles. The Bible says that, that there, there is that gate. How many, what the, how many remember what the gate's like? What's it made of? How many remember what the streets are made of? What? What kind of gold? Pure. How many remember that all those stones that we can't even pronounce correctly? You ever been reading the stones and you just got to fake it till you get through? Sapphire and and coming real strong on the ones you can pronounce. But out of all that beauty, out of walls of jasper and gates of pearl, out of all those stones and all that, that, that gold transparent, it, it's going to be the most prestigious and most beautiful thing. In fact, eye has not seen and ear has not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man. But none of those things are going to be what really make heaven heaven. But it's going to be that the Lamb is the light thereof. The glory, the glory. I wish we'd just magnify that name for a little while. Come on, let's just magnify the name of the Lord. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth, full of grace and full of truth. Um, musicians come you better be on it I'm sweaty in suspenders you better be ready <laughs> we need to get a little heaven here we need to get a little heaven here Here's what the Lord told me this week for our church this night. He said, if they want my glory, I want to give it. If they want my glory, I want to give it. But hear me right now. In order for him to get glory, we can't. In order for him to get glory out of your life, you can't be self-righteous. You can't be arrogant. You, you can't. You just can't. You can't be intimidated. You can't be bashful. You, can't, you, you just can't. You just can't. You just can't. You can't blame it on ego. And you can't blame it on pride. And you can't chalk it up to being introverted. You just can't. You just can't. You just can't. This is not, tonight is not about introvert or extrovert. Tonight's just about believers that want to get in the glorious presence of God. Just want to get in the... Now I know throughout the scripture, I can walk you all through the scripture and I can preach glory from being on your face to being on your feet. I can preach it all the whole way around. I can preach glory from walking towards the fire and walking out of the fire. I can preach glory. I can preach glory from all the way from the Old Testament into the, I can preach it to tell you this. Not everybody gives God glory the same way except for one common denominator. Brother Gallion, it's not about me. It's about him. It's not about me. It's about him. We don't, 
We don't read about Abraham's fiery furnace any more than we read about three Hebrew boys, Mount Moriah. What it is for you is what it is for you. But whatever it is for you that makes you answer the question, who is this king of glory? Whatever thing it is that makes you say, it's the king of hosts. It's the Lord of hosts. It's... He's better than what I've been holding on to. He's bigger than any self-righteousness. He's bigger than any self-grandeur. I feel worship beginning to rise in this house. I don't know what he's calling you to do. I know what he's calling me to do. I know what he's calling me to do. Whatever he's calling. If he's calling you to step out of your pew, I wish you would. If he's calling you to leap and jump, then do it. If he's calling you to fall on your face, then do it. Whatever he's calling you to do, and let the king of glory lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lift up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory.